What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of She or They with Kittens. I'm Kittens, and today I've got my special, special friend, Kehlani, on the show with me. I'm so excited. We go way back, and she's been trying to get on the show for a while. You guys have been yelling at me to get her on the show for a while, so we finally made it happen. I'm so excited to share this with you because today's episode, we really get in-depth with Kehlani's whole journey, transformation, evolution of their identity. We talk about music, TV shows, inspiration, creativity, growth, healing, things that they want to do moving forward in the future, some other interesting little bits that they haven't talked about before. And we're going to get into a pretty in-depth analysis of The L Word because she recently just binge-watched it. So make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode coming up right now. Before we get into it, though, make sure that you like and subscribe and turn on the notifications and click all the things and push all the buttons and make sure you check us out on Instagram at sheherthey. Also, if you want to check out our Discord, that is on the website as well. It's www.sheherthey.me. There's links for all the things on there, including the playlist, which if you have not checked that out, that is the whole reason we started the show. I don't know why I'm saying we, it's literally me, but go check that out as well. And yeah, let's get into it just a reminder that since language around identity is very nuanced and ever-evolving, some terms here may become outdated. This is meant to be a safe and inclusive space, so I'm going to do my best to constantly learn and stay on top of changes. Am I recording? Yes. <laughs> Hi, so glad hey. to have you. I'm so excited. I know. We've been talking about this for a while, and I'm just glad we finally got to get it done. Yeah, same, same. I'm so excited. Um, so for anyone who somehow does not know who you are, can you go ahead and introduce yourself, however you like to introduce yourself, and include your pronouns in there? Uh, my name is Kelani. My pronouns are she, they. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, director, mommy. Um, there we go. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I feel like the last year, so many people have kind of talked about and explored pronoun related mm-hmm. stuff so much more than I feel like ever before. Yeah. And it's really cool because I feel like before it was very like, well, I identify as like this, so I need to use these pronouns. And yeah. This is what it means. And now it seems like for everybody, we're all able to use whatever pronouns align with us. And it might mean something different for everybody. So what does she, they kind of align with for you? Like, why are you more comfortable using that at this point in time? Um, I think I'm actually closer to the they, them spectrum of it, but there's a lot of parts of like the womanhood that I grew up identifying with that I still heavily resonate with, um, that I still honor. Um, not in like a cis ass heteronormative ass way, but like there's still parts that I connect to that I feel like resonate with the she, um, And they, I just feel like I've always been like very, very, very fluid energetically. Like I've always had like a heavy masculine energy, but also been very soft and had very feminine moments. And just like I've always kind of, you know, went around Mm -hmm. uh, and changed a bunch. And I feel like all of that is encompassed in the they. And it just feels comfortable because it just doesn't come with these like um, restrictions that sometimes have always popped up in the back of my head that it felt like do I, do I like this? Do I feel like this? Like, do I, is this what I like? Is this what I want to wear? Is this, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess that's it. 
Yeah, I feel like you've you've like really kind of like blossomed in the last I want to say year and a half on so many <laughs> levels, but like as far as your your gender identity and your sexuality, sexual orientation, how you identify, how you present yourself in the world as an artist, as a person, as a creature <laughs> in life, you really kind of switch things up and yeah. I think you really seem so at peace. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, like struggle with finding their truth and having the courage to live that truth. Mm -hmm. So how did you get there? Was there like a breaking point where you're like, you know what, I'm fucking tired of like, whatever life I'm living right now, and I want to change it? Yeah. Like, what was that process for you? Um, well, I came out as bisexual when I was in the ninth grade. I had my first girlfriend in ninth grade. Um, then I had a lot of boyfriends. I had a lot of boyfriends up until last year. Yeah, I had, you know, I was talking to men this year. Um, and I kept going through these instances where like I was realizing I wasn't feeling that deeply. And that the things I were feeling could be identified as like, I want to save them or I want to help them. Or like we really get along or these things that when I started getting into therapy and I was breaking down, like, what does love mean to me? And what is the feeling of love? And what is the feeling of like being in love with somebody? And I realized that none of the things that I felt with the men I had been with were going into that category. But I could easily go into that with women. I could easily be like, oh, man, like this girl makes me oh, like this girl, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And not only that, but sexually, I had so many issues um, with men that I just was like, I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to like this more. Or I think I'm supposed to, the way I like having sex with girls and like, then I have sex with a guy and I just don't like this. I'm ready. I'm it's waiting not, for it to yeah. be over. Like, like I forcing it. I like do the, I do the, the things in sex. I like, I feel like I'm supposed to do, but like, I don't enjoy them, but I do them. Cause I'm like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. We about to get it cracking. I'm about to be good at it. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. But it wasn't like, it didn't make me feel like how sex with women made me feel. And then I started realizing, man, nothing in this feels like how I feel about women. Um, mm -hmm. and that was when it clicked and my therapist literally straight up asked me, like, you ever thought that maybe you might just be gay? Like, you might just be <laughs> gay. Be so simple. Yeah. And like, <laughs> then she brought up and showed me like, uh, what is that called? Um, compulsory, compulsory, heterosexuality. compulsory heterosexuality. And I was like, <laughs> what? I had so much to process. There was this, there's this Google doc that has all these links. That's like how to know if you're being compulsory, like compulsory heterosexual, like, and I checked off every single box, like, this is me, this is me, like, is it because I didn't have my parents, and I'm trying to recreate this mom and dad thing, like, is it, oh, what man. is it, like, what, is, you know, all these levels of things that I just was like, well, that this explains it, you know, damn, so you were, like, kind of pressuring yourself to be a good performer, even in your love life, Love yeah, things. I think I was just trying to make, I mean, it even goes into like, it goes deep into like having came up in an era where I kind of like trailblazed in a sense for my generation of like what being an artist that wasn't like the super packaged looking type of girl. And then when I got clowned a lot, 
on the internet for like being super heavily tatted and being like not wearing hella makeup and like looking really masculine or like not looking as like femi and sexy. And then, mm-hmm. and then me dealing with all that kind of pivoted me for a couple of years into like being overly feminine, overly sexy and overly this because I had gotten ridiculed so deeply for so much of it. And then once I like, it hit me that I was performing so hard because I had been bullied. I was like, oh, you got to get this out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like that that played into my sexuality for sure. Mm, that makes so much sense. It's like, I mean, everything I think in life, in normal life, like performer life, public figure, public facing shit aside. Yeah. We have all these narratives that we're given in life that you're supposed to go this way with your, your career and your identity and your romantic life. And you're supposed to like find your prince charming and be mm-hmm. the princess and mm-hmm. be the nice wife and take care of the this and then that. And it's like, for anybody that's already hard. Yeah. And it's so difficult to, to come to terms with the fact that you're maybe like not on that road to, for that little, you know, fantasy story. Right. And you're taking all these detours and it's like, what the fuck? Who am I? Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Am I, you know, all these questions come up and Right. I'm sure it's just so much harder when your life is under a microscope. So it's like yeah. that times a million. Like I remember like I would publicly be with a girl. Or I'd put out a song about a girl after people had seen me with a guy. It could have been my last public boyfriend could have been three, four years ago. And people would be like, wasn't she? Isn't she with so-and-so? And I'm like, man, that was three years ago. But y'all gonna bring it up. And the comments are like, she's so confused. She doesn't know what she like. Every time the shade room has posted me, yo, the comments are like, this girl is so crazy. She's always so confused. She never knows what she wants. What is wrong with her? Like, da 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 da. So, yeah, I've just, I've seen it on like a super high level scale. I mean, there's, there's no room for, for exploration and for trial and error and right. trying things on and, or just being fluid, period. Even if you know, like, you like everything and you want to just, you know, go yeah. with what feels right in the moment. But, feel like so much of society as much as we've progressed it's still people their brains can't comprehend they're like no this isn't the story this isn't the box that everything's supposed to be in that's all nice and neat and tidy like what the fuck right and it it almost like i think it challenges people's intelligence Mm -hmm. and people don't like to feel stupid yeah so they want to make it your problem they want to make it your fault like she's too crazy she's doesn't know what she wants she doesn't know this that and it's like no you're just stupid Right. Like you haven't taken the time to educate yourself right? or be compassionate or understanding about anything. So that's on them. So you think that like out of everything therapy helped you the most or like what any, any other little things you've done that have kind of helped the blossoming? Um, I've been on a really intense spiritual journey. I can't like give too many details about it, but yeah. it's been a really intense, very long very committed, very disciplined journey in which in the beginning I was told like this next period of time, you're going to be really discovering what femininity means to you. And you're going to, I remember the specific words were now you think it's about your outside. Like you think you equate that you have understood and worked with your femininity enough because you can turn it on and off on the outside, but you're about to learn in this next period of time, like what that means to you, what that means to you in dealing with women, what that means to you with women in your family, what that means to, to you with uh, your feminine expression. I feel softer 
than I've ever mm-hmm. felt in my life. And I equate that with like divine feminine. I equate that with like feminine energy. I feel the softest in my life. And to me, I look the most masculine that mm-hmm. I've ever looked in my life as well. So I've learned a lot about Why that. Why do you think that is? Where do you, where do you think that contrast came in? Like um, when I you were presenting more feminine, did you feel more masculine inside and there was this kind of shift? Or? I think that I, it's not that I even felt masculine. It's that I feel like, right. I've been, I've been looking a lot into like what, what um energies and feelings that people put under feminine and masculine right when you think about like the masculine energy and the feminine and it's like soft and like guarded and strong like you know these things and I think that I felt so uncomfortable a lot of times in my femininity like I can't I can remember countless shoots where like they put me in something and I'm like taking a bunch of terrible photos, wasting everybody's time. And then like an hour later, I'm, they, they put me in pants and like, now I can pose and now I can yeah. get down. Now I can. I'm the fucking same. You know what I, I mean? Can. I'm like, like, like I'm an uncomfortable little kid in drag the first time. Like, like why are you in this little dress? No. And you can see it. You can go back and physically see it. Like when I've been on tours where they put me in like a really, like my boobs are all out or like, um, my, and I, and I hate, associating it with clothing because it's not a clothing thing but those were in periods of time when I was thought I was expressing femininity is when I was allowing myself to be dressed and choosing to be dressed quite frankly in a lot of like really sexy like feminine sexy stuff and I just was really horribly uncomfortable which I think made me really like but I think now that I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. and like now I'm like expressing how I want in how I look that I'm definitely like just soft and open and fluid and just like, you can feel like I'm exhaling for once, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that being uncomfortable before in those more feminine presenting things, traditionally feminine clothing or whatever, do you think it was also more uncomfortable because that usually brings on, it's like, um, what am I trying to say here? Like because male attention. It's male. It's male gazy. It's like yeah. a, a man's idea of what femininity is that yeah. you're performing. Yeah, so I mean it's, that. it's funny because when I first came out, <laughs> like when I first came out in music, um, I was super tomboy. Like I was just as tomboy as I am right now, probably. Yeah. Um, did didn't do makeup at all. Didn't ever get my nails done. Like covered in piercings. Would literally just wear sweatpants all the time. I had a woman that was my first stylist that would dress me. She kept me very tomboy. And then I had a lot of male mm-hmm. stylists after that, that, um, you know, I think that their idea of me was, and granted, I love all of them to pieces. You know what I mean? And they have taken all the times I've had a change and been like, you know what? I don't really want to wear this. or I don't want to do this. They've taken it very well. But I did have a couple years vividly, whether it was maybe two years ago, like 2019, 2020-ish. And maybe 2018, I think I had definitely been in this. I started wearing colored wigs and like all I got my breasts done. You know what I mean? I literally did all these things that have now been reversed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That now I don't do that. Now I wouldn't touch. I don't have have boobs anymore. This is my first time. This is my first time saying it publicly. Y'all, I I took my titties out with my breast (laughs) implants. Health reasons, which I'll explain you know, whenever, but, um, I feel so good. And I feel like definitely that had everything to do with it. Um, now if boys look at me, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I mean, you can, you can really like feel it and see it. You, you seem so much more free and at peace. And I think that's such an important thing for people to see that you don't have to shove yourself into the molds and the boxes and all the fucking tiny constrained yeah. things that, that we're told to, to be as, as humans. It's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It makes you miserable. And then it makes everyone else miserable. It's like, what's the point? Right. What's the point of this? Exactly. What's the point? Exactly. Um, what parts and pieces of yourself did you feel like you had to like let go to find peace in yourself? Um, definitely the compulsory heterosexual part. (laughs) (laughs) I also had to let go. Oh man, I cannot even express the depth. I mean, I, I was able to break through all of it in therapy, but the weight of how much my career and the public eye had to do with all every all the changes and self applied pressures that I had dealt with over the years, like just everything, like I it little things to large things to mental whole last mental health crises to like just all these things, and I feel like that there was this part of me that was seriously locked in on like how what people thought of me because people have been perceiving me publicly in a very massive way since I was like 17 years 16 really because I was on a tv show at 16 Mm -hmm. years old looking completely different if you google photos of me when I was 16 on a national television competition show I had a mohawk and I was wearing glasses you couldn't see I mean I wasn't wearing in the video but the next episode I'm which mind you everybody looks different at 16 I had a mullet and a scene cut and I looked fucking insane at 16 but thank god it wasn't documented and scrutinized and that's what I'm saying I I had crazy in private I had already dealt with the entire there was a rumor that I was that I was a trans boy um oh wow when I was 16 because of how tomboyish and I was like a you know, I was really, I was just like a little boy, you know, without being a little boy <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, on TV. And so coming from that, I had been dealing with being perceived since I was young. So all the way through now I'm 26, I have just years and years and years of you have to let go of what people think about you because it's going to control your life to work through. And I'm just now at, you know, just turned 26, but maybe end of 25 into 26 fully being and I I think coming out as a lesbian was the last the last thing I had to do to be like oh I'm really I don't give a can I cuss yeah I don't give a fuck (laughs) what none of y'all think because y'all have ran my life since I was 16 years old you know and a lot of people commend me on being like oh she's so unapologetically herself and like Look at them, look at da-da-da-da, like they're doing so good and they've always been vulnerable and honest. And I'm like, yo, like I might have been vulnerable and honest, but like I have been going through it since I was little, you know? So mm-hmm. that was what I think I had to let go of the most was, you know, separating how I feel about myself from how millions and millions of strangers feel about me. I mean, that's that's again, that's something that's hard to do, even just as a non-public celebrity artist whatever Mm -hmm. like just as some random person in a small town who doesn't even have any kind of public presence in that way on the internet or whatever that's so hard to do to separate yourself from what other people see you as and what other people perceive you as and what they put on you and what they project on you so yeah that's 
that's huge. And also it's so interesting because I always say this and it's every time somebody tells me a story, I'm like, there it is again, that quarter life. I, I call it a quarter life crisis, but it's it, when you're 25 and coming out of it, there's always this huge fucking shift that happens Yo, and it's some curveball life throws at you and it like punches you in the face and you're, you have to pause and be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Who am I? Let me come to terms with it. And then you kind of, everything about you crumbles. You have a little ego death moment and you have to kind of rebuild from there. Really? And I saw that therapist yawn and just tried to hold it. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mom life. But really, I feel you. Um, but yeah, no, that's, it's, it's really a big deal. And I'm, I'm glad you got out on the other side of it. Okay. And Thank are you. in this beautiful place. But actually, I wanted to talk to you about when your whole like coming out thing, but I get you were already out. So I still when I saw all this press everywhere, people being like, Kayla, and he comes out as a lesbian. I'm like, duh. Like, you know what, what? Because it- I had told you. So for those who are <laughs> watching, we're real friends. We're real oh, yeah. friends. It's we like back. real. We yeah, we go back. We actually went on a date once, but we're meant to be <laughs> friends. <laughs> um, what's a nice little ice cream pier yeah, moment? What, and we met that crazy guy who gave us his crazy metaphorical story about the ocean that I think about all the time. Do you oh, remember that? I forgot about that. So we're yes, sitting there. We're looking at. I'm going to tell the story. We're sitting at the at the at the pier on the benches. And this guy sitting next to us, and I don't want to call him crazy. I take that back. Like, he was just doing his thing. And he's looking at the ocean, and he's like, everybody's too busy looking that way. Like, any of that over there matters. And he's pointing back to the pier and, like, the city. And he's like, and people just keep missing all of this. And he shows the ocean. And I just was like, whoa. That is intense. Like, that was so real. But yeah, so we went on a date, but I was like, yes. like good gays were able to be friends. After, yeah, all gays, you know? all of them, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, or we end up like the L word, you know, which we'll get to. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, but you knew because I told you because we keep up with each other on especially on this tip because I've always been like coming to new terms about this every so often. I, I thought mm-hmm. I thought I came out a year and a half ago. And then I was like, okay, maybe no, 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 yeah, I'm by, yeah, 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 like. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, 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 I got it this time, like I get it. <laughs> and the coming out was so funny because I didn't, I had already came to terms with it with everybody in my personal personal life, and like friends and family, mm-hmm. and I we were on the Instagram live with my homegirl. And there was like 20 people on the live. And because she's my friend, like some of my like core fan base follows her. And mm-hmm. I got on the live. And mind you, I hadn't even been on Instagram live in about six, seven months. Because I just been taking a break from just like being on there 24-7. And I unfollowed everybody yeah. so that I wouldn't be scrolling. Like I just was off Instagram for real. And um, they were like, Kelani, what's new? And I was like, well, I finally know I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I didn't think nothing of it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't plan on having this massive, like, I didn't want it to seem like it was a publicity stunt. Like, I didn't want to, I was never planning on doing this rollout or this, like, y'all, I was making a post about it. But it took its own life. And next thing I know, I think a fan took that clip and put it on the internet. And it just, like, avalanched. And next thing I know, there's 
I'm waking up and there's articles and I'm getting, we got them magazine on the phone for you. And they want to ask you about coming out as a lesbian. Oh yeah. People magazine. I'm like, I never wanted this. <laughs> and but it's, it's so crazy too, because like, You've always been very openly like queer. Sapphic. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not news. Right. That's not news. Right. But, so it's so interesting because it was almost treated as if you were like the straightest person in the universe mm-hmm. came out and said they were gay. That's why I didn't think and it was that like, big of a deal to say it on the live. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's because very few people um, come out as lesbians now. I feel like everyone mm-hmm. is much more like, like fluid or pan or queer yeah. and it's much, you know, more open in that way. So maybe, maybe it was the, the label that they were like, Oh my God, we haven't heard this in a while. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of crazy to have that. Even though it was like, you've already been out, it still was kind of a coming out moment that was sort of like taken from you in mm-hmm. a way. So if, if you could go back and that didn't happen, how would you go about it? Or would you, would it, you just be living your life as is, or would you make a statement or I don't know? You know what? I think that I thought when it first happened, I w- did want to go hide in the shell. Cause I just like, I prefer attention for what I do for a living versus like uh, my personal changes in my life. Um, mm-hmm. But when I look back on it and I think of how many people have approached me and been like, it means a lot to me that you had the courage to do that, quote unquote, or like, it means a lot to me that you're choosing to publicly identify with the word lesbian because words matter versus like having just decided to just be queer. Um, I, I don't regret it. You know what I mean? I don't think I'd do it a different way. I think I, cause I feel like any other way would have been unnatural. Any other way would have been planned. Any other way would have been like a rollout or like something that just was corny. Like this was really me in a, I literally have a pot in my hand and an apron on and I'm like cooking. And my, and <laughs> my friends like, Kaylani, they want to know what's up with you. And I literally lean over with this pot in my hand and I'm like, well, I know I'm a lesbian, you know, like it was really just like, so honestly, I'm, it, everything happens how it should. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't trip. Well, I'm glad it wasn't like traumatizing at least. Oh, like, no. Nah. Well received. I was startled for sure. Just because going, I have trauma with going viral and anytime I'm viral negatively or positively, yeah. I'm rattled the same way. So, yeah. you know, it is no, what that's- it is. That's got to be really scary. I mean, shit, your like phone is blowing up, but what you know, you that's that's done. <laughs> We're settled yeah. now. Settled and grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from that, you've always been really like inclusive in your music. You have songs about same gender love and, you know, songs about women and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So do you think now that you are even more settled in your identity and sexuality and gender and all that do you feel like your creative process will be any different or has it always kind of been this inclusive situation the thing is is that if i've never been intentionally inclusive or like in like it was never my intention like i never sat down and was like i don't have a song about girls on this album i need to like every single song i've ever written you can trace back to who it's about because Mm -hmm. that's how I write 
Every I have to be inspired to make music. Every single song is traced back to an actual human that I've had an actual experience with. Every there's a girl from First Position. There's a girl from Honey. There's a girl from Nights Like This that well, you know, I was able to apply it after because we wrote it with other people. But there's a girl from Escape. There's like every single song, you know, there there is somebody. So if I'm in love with a girl, there will be girl love songs. If a girl breaks my heart, there will be a girl broke my heart song. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. definitely now that I'm settled into my identity, there will probably only be girl songs because that's what I'm experiencing. And I write 99.9% .9 about relationships and love because it's the biggest emotion and most versatile emotion and, and, and most relatable thing that, music could ever be about. I mean, it's why I ever got inspired to make music. I grew up listening to love songs and singing love songs and it's why I make them. So yeah, I hope that answered the question. Yeah, no, that was great. Who, who from your like childhood artists that you loved, would you love to collaborate with now if you could go back? If I could go back, man. You know, I really love Indie Irie. I say it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but when I think back of like songs that lyrically literally gave me words that I use in everyday life or like mentalities or like mantras that I use in everyday life. And I think of like, I think of like little things by Indie Irie and I'm just like, yo, like that's going to remind me that like no matter how far I get in this, I like, don't lose my head. I think of video and I'm like, I don't have to look like the perfect package that like everybody, you know, portrays that we have to look like. Just mm -hmm. she get, always gave the most incredible self-love and like healing music. And I was I was raised on that. So I think that that impacts who I am as a person today. And so I, I would definitely want to go back and, and collaborate. Mm, I love that. I, I would love to hear that. Also. It would be great. It'd be so much fun. She that knows I love her. <laughs> put, put put that back out in the universe. Yeah. If you if you could actually go talk to your younger self too, I feel like this is a question that gets asked all the time. So you've probably been asked this before, but just in case no one's heard your answer to it or you haven't been asked this, if you could go back and talk to your younger self, let's say twelve, let's say before like puberty got crazy mm -hmm. and like life got crazy and things changed. If you could go back and talk to like 12 year old Kehlani, what would you tell her? I would say a couple things. One, I would say you're not even going to like boys when you're an adult. So like, don't even waste your time right now. Like it's going to save you so many problems. Even when you get older and you get all cracking in your career, like boys are going to cause you problems in your career. So just like leave them alone now at 12. <laughs> skip it. You know, skip it. Um, two, I think it's that there are, I would say like, there are going to be a lot of challenges and you're just going to have to know that you're going to be able to overcome every single one of them and take them to the chain. Because I think when I was younger, I, I mean, I always, not for nothing, I had always been the type of person who like went through things and like I had a really tumultuous childhood and came in the world a really tumultu tumultuous way and always took things to the chain and just like kept going and kept going. But at 12, I didn't know Half, if I'd have known half of all the things that I've been through now would have happened to me, I would have been at 12, like, I'm still alive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I I chose to still be alive. Um, 
And also just that there's going to be a lot of no's, but there's going to be so many yeses. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's going to be so many yeses and that goes for in the spiritual sense that goes for in your romantic life, that goes for my career, that goes for everything. And just like, you're going to be happy someday. Like you're going to be genuinely happy. You're going to have the family that you always wanted. Your, your family is going to be healing. You're going to be healing. You're going to be healing from things you went through before you were 12. You're going to have the opportunity to make a difference in your parents' life. You're going to retire your mom. You know what I mean? So I think that would make me a little more level-headed as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more stre- less stressed out. Less you know, stressed out. I mean, you've you've done so many incredible things already, and like especially in the last few years of like everything you talked about in your healing and growth and all that. So, and you've got like a beautiful daughter and a beautiful home, and like your career is popping. Like you've got all the things. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. If you could pick like three goals: one for career, one for personal life, one for like mental, spiritual, whatever healing, what would those three goals now be moving forward? My career, I want to direct a movie and I want to direct a TV show. Um, I mean, that's just I my direct. I have that on here to ask you. I'm like, are you going to do that? <laughs> my, my, uh, my, those are my directing career goals. As far as music, um, I want to be a successful independent artist one day. So I want to eventually like, you know, I love my record label to death. There's no shade, but I want to know what that feels like to like be out of like complete my record contract fulfillments and requirements. Um, And I want to see what that feels like to release a project independently after I've completed my, you know, uh, requirements with my label. Um, Cause I think about the, I think about like all the things I've done in music and sometimes I forget that I've done that many things. And then I can't imagine like what more could I possibly do that would really fulfill me? Because a lot of the things that people would say in these answers, like I think about and I'm like, do that really matter to me specifically? Mm-hmm. No, I'm a type of person who has to impress myself with like how hard I worked or if it like, if it if it took me up a journey and that that like taught me something so like a lot of accolades like I don't know how to answer with like accolades because a lot of those I'm just like I know what goes yeah. into those and I know the 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 game that is played with that world so like I don't really have goals in that area um hmm. in my spiritual and mental I think you said my goals um man yeah I want to be able to I want to be able to bring uh children and and their parents together to heal because Mm -hmm. I just think people don't understand it's so easy to 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 accept the trauma that happens in our families and it just can be so dark that it just is like I'm I can't do it I'm never doing this again but every almost every ceremony on the face of this earth from almost every culture imitates the womb. It imitates birth. It imitates, you know what I mean? Like the most spiritual thing we've ever done is, was be born. You know what I mean? So this innate Mm -hmm. connection that we have to our bloodline, to our family, like we talk, we talk ancestors and ancestors and ancestors, right? But how do we get from, how do we get from them is our, is our mothers. You know what I mean? Our womb mothers, fathers, birthing people. You know what I mean? We, we, we got it from our birthing line. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I would love to be able to let, to like bring parents and kids together for like generational healing and just like open the floor conversations. Um, Cause it, it sucks when it's too late, you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's beautiful. And so necessary. I feel like there's not, not as many resources focused on that. There's not. I mean, I think, I think it, it gets, it becomes one of those things where people write it off because they feel like no matter what we're related. So like one day we're going to, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if we hate each other, we still blood. So like, that's enough, yeah. but it's like, no, we should really try to figure this shit out because we all, we got for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, goals for my personal life. You know, what's a trip is I thought about this the other day. I don't think I ever believed in marriage until I came out. And I really? think, yeah. And I think a personal mm. goal of mine is I want to get married someday. That's cute. What yeah. do you think changed that? Like why, why did that shift for you? I think also as I was with men, I was always having this thought in my head of like, something is going to come along and make me feel better. So I would all like my relationship stuck with you. <laughs> right. No, I hate to say it, but like my relationships would end and I would be like, and they'd be quick. And I would be like, well, yeah, because that's easy. Like something is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like with women, I, I've, I've been with, I haven't been very seriously with many women because I've gotten too deep and it scared me. And I've been like, Oh, we're going to be friends. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I have, it's been very like, damn, this is the realest shit of my life. And I would literally yeah. like, it, it changes me as a person. Um, and I think that I just, I feel like I could, I'm at the point where I want that and I could do that and I could be that for myself and somebody. So yeah, that was, I never planned on saying that out loud either, but you know what? It's you. I'm talking to my friend. They could judge me if they want to. I'm a sucker. Yeah. No, that's so, that's so beautiful. And like, I, I feel like I can resonate with that. Cause I grew up with like really messy divorce parent life. And all of my relationships have been like fucking two seconds long or toxic hell where I'm just like, I don't think I could ever do this. And yeah. having something that's healthy and that helps you heal and helps you see, um, that everything isn't miserable and toxic and painful can really open your eyes and and show you that there's possibilities for, for all that beautiful shit that comes with a union and that long-term commitment, even if it's not marriage, just that. Right. Cause I still don't know if I fuck with the paperwork or like the Jesus part. Cause you know what? I'm ordained. I don't don't mind. I have a very special relationship with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But the whole, I would, I would want it to be like a very nuanced, very progressive, very like tailored to us type of, yeah. I guess it wouldn't, I would yeah. just, I just want a ceremony and like matching jewelry and a party with my friends and like a pinky promise that we do in this life shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not like a real technical stuff, marriage. The I feel the same. The other stuff, it's like, it makes me feel weird. And it's almost like, I don't want someone to be with me because they're stuck. Because it's going to be a nightmare to get out. Like, mm. you be with me every fucking day. It costs so much money. You love me because you want me. Yes. it's a, And everyone gets, I don't care how amazing and loving and respectful somebody is. When it comes to divorce time, people are fucking petty psychopaths. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. I have never heard of a nice, 
easy, divorce, amicable right. divorce. No, it's not a thing. Yeah. And if it is, God bless you guys. Right. It's like, wow. Glad that y'all but, are the, the 1%. <laughs> yeah. No, people get really weird. So I, I feel the same. I think it's something that could really be redefined, especially mm-hmm. with this generation. This like our generation and the one behind us, whatever fucking one that is. Like mm-hmm. everyone's doing things differently and yeah. redefining things and um, making shit work for us instead of the weird old, yeah. like, well, boxes. Um, all right. I have, I'm going to do one more question for you and then we will wrap it up. Um, so I asked everybody this question. What is your dream creation zone? You have literally no constraints, physics, science. You could be under the water uh, on the moon, but like you're under the water and there's like electricity, whatever the fuck you want to be, wherever you want to be, you can be there. And that is your nice little safe zone, inspiration, space for creating music, art, whatever. Oh man, I would want to be in the clouds. Like, you know, when the airplane finally breaks through the clouds and it's just like cruising for a while and you just looks like, it looks like the whole earth is covered with clouds, but there's just like, it's clear and there's the sun and you might see the moon. I would just be chilling up there because I always get stupid emotional when I'm on an airplane. I always get really, I just f- always have this really dramatic R&B ass moment where I'm like staring at the plane window and like I get hella teary eyed and I'm just like, bruh, like I'm really doing what I love. And like, I'm on a plane right now because I'm, I'm so blessed to have the money to pay for the ability to travel. I'm probably traveling to work. Like people want me to come. Like I really made it like every (laughs) single time I'm in the air on an airplane. I have that exact, that exact thoughts. And I also just Hmm. remember this very specific plane ride I took with my grandma when I was little, where she was like, when people pass away, they come hang out up here. And that was her explaining Mm -hmm. heaven to me. She was like, they're all just hanging out up here. They might be hiding from you. And so I've always had these little funny moments Mm -hmm. where I just remember like, y'all are all just chilling up here somewhere hiding from me. And I'll meet y'all up there one day. So I want to go up there and make music. That's beautiful. I love that. It is so pretty up there, especially when the sun's setting and it's just like all those colors and then it's just an ocean of clouds. And you can only get it when you're on an airplane. Like, you know, it's special. Exclusive. Um, all right. And now if you could just leave everybody off with any special thoughts, words, advice you may have for anyone. Um, I just want to say that if you are in a situation where you are scared to come out, um, I know that the online world is such a scary place, but believe it or not, there are a lot of people waiting to receive you and love you just the way you intend. Um, if you do decide to take that leap out, if you're having trouble at home, you may find a safe place to make friends on the internet that can truly support you. Like, I'm, I mean, it's interesting because I'm I, at the same time as I am so anti-internet, I'm out, I'm also so thankful for it's what it's given to our generation as far as like being able to connect with each other, being able to learn from each other, being able to create community when we're unable to be physically around each other. So truly just like know that there's, there's more people in the world waiting to love you than you think and waiting to receive you properly than you think. So put yourself out there and make some friends and like 
we're waiting for you. Come to the dark side. We got cookies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to actually just plug because we've got a she, her, they discord that we made and it's got all kinds of different little channels on there. So if you want to like, put me in the up, discord, have, come to the discord. If you are questioning your identity, we you want to talk about movies and art. If you are like an astrology gay or closeted, explore whatever the hell you are, <laughs> whatever your pronouns are, whatever your identity is. The Discord's like really nice and cute. And like, I'm just in there chatting with everybody all the time too. And I always give them a little heads up who the future guests are. So it's like actually cute in there. But, um, oh yeah, and you can find that on the website. Okay. But anyways, thank you so much for doing this. Wow, I just didn't even realize that my shirt's all rainbow and I literally just now noticed it in the camera and that's really gay. That was not on purpose. This was just my clean shirt and I've been unpacking all day. (laughs) But I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. I hope y'all tune into the rest of the episodes because this is a really, really, really special, really important show and I'm just happy to be a part of it. So I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Okay, now we can get into the L word. Because we're going to talk about representation in media, which is important. But also, this show's fucking crazy. And you just binged the entire series, which is so wild. (laughs) Like, that's crazy shit. And also just major commitment. Yeah. And I know so many people, like, maybe haven't watched the L word because it's it's a bit older now. Yeah. But like I was in high school watching that and I was like, I think I might be gay. <laughs> so I wish I watched I, the L word in high school. I probably would have came out sooner. Probably. I literally watched <laughs> it like before I came out and I was like, oh okay. Um <laughs> so I need you to rank your top three favorite characters. Okay. And why? Okay. Ooh. Man, top three of the whole shebang. There's a lot of characters. Okay, you know what? After I've seen it all, after I've seen all of it, mm-hmm. I fuck with Helena. Really? You know what? It's because her character I mean, the evolution. The she evolution evolved. of Helena. I'll at first, I could not stand that bitch. She was so fucking annoying. But when she evolved, I was like, I fucking respect you. Like, I respect it. But she not my favorite. My first favorite is Kit. Mm, My first favorite was Kit because she was really just trying to change her life. You know what I'm saying? Like, RIP to a room one. Sorry if I just spoiled that. But she was just trying to save her life. The problem is I had a lot of... A lot of people irritated me in a lot of really like deep ways. And as a tourist, like that's why they can't be in my top three, because like (laughs) they got under my skin in a way where they either they didn't grow enough for me or they got under my skin at some point to where I was like, "Mm." you can't redeem yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I love Shane. I love Shane. I feel her. But she just never got better, ever not once. Like, it just never... <laughs> she kept getting this close. And I was like, oh, she about to... And then they turn it all the way back and she fuck it up somehow. No, Every yeah. time. Every, Every time. time. Love Every Carmen. Time. I really... Miss Carmen. But even then, like, she didn't have a growth either. The, the best thing she ever did was finally leave after the worst thing ever could have happened. But, like... Yeah. My God. My fucking God. I'd still fuck Jenny. Oh, one thousand percent. And I, like, I don't end. even, I don't even have like a respectful RIP in my. I don't even when she died, 
And I'm sorry that if y'all haven't watched this and y'all are watching this, but I was happy. And that says a lot. Yes. I was like, I've been waiting for somebody to take this bitch out. Like, I've been waiting for somebody to take her out. If Alice wasn't so messy, Alice would have been my favorite. But she got under my skin so many times because I was like, you just do too much. You don't know how to shut the fuck up. But her obsession with Dana freaked me out a bit. Like, after that breakup, I was like, you know, we've all had... That was still so fucking stupid. I can't believe they did that. But, like, really, you know... Like I get getting crazy after a breakup or like somebody that you're so in love with. But a cardboard like, cutout, a shrine. No, too far. The shrine, the so sneaking far. and peeking in the windows. No, too weird. Yeah, I don't know. But at least she got her out that terrible relationship because I think the lady killed her cat. Oh, Tanya? Fuck Tanya. She killed her cat. She killed the cat. She yeah. killed the cat. 1,000% she killed yes. the cat. That's and, then, and then was cheating on her back? And also... She was scary looking. Like she, something about her, like she it just was the intensity. Like it was the she had the crazy eyes. Yes, she had. I I don't know if that was on purpose. Hopefully, like it was because if that actress is watching this for whatever reason, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, you look fucking crazy. So, what do you think? I'm gonna ask you what you think about the new one. Okay, I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings about the new one. Okay, me too. I'm not gonna lie. The first episode, I watched the first episode and I cried like a little bitch because this one Persian actress was on there speaking Farsi, uh-huh. Iranian lesbian. Uh-huh. I never thought I would see that kind of representation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I would get emotional over it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, whoa, that's so fucking accurate. Also, there's like I think LA has the I don't know, one of the biggest populations of Iranian people outside of Iran. Wow. So to not have, yeah. So to not have that representation anywhere normally is like crazy. And I personally don't know very many Middle Eastern queer women yeah, or men or men for that matter. There's very few. It's a, it's very like that the community is a little funky. So when I see someone or meet someone or see the representation, I get really excited. Yeah. So loved that. Other than that, most of the acting sucks. The writing is confusing. That would not run for mayor. What? The why did she? Why that, was it so political? When did, that would not happen. Also, Tina's in New York. Why is she in New York? And like that's getting married to somebody. Tina. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Going. I I can't stand Tina. And no, I wish they would the, stop the making them like each other. They don't like each other. They wouldn't like each other. She that would never be away. a thing. Put them away. Also, would never be a thing. I love that Angelica's gay. Her first little. I know. I love that. She's like her little friend. And you know what? I'm going to give Shane credit because Shane did turn it around a little bit. A little, a little bit, bit more than usual. She yeah. gave us crumbs. <laughs> and I have there predictions. What is. Okay, my predictions. Ready for my predictions? Mm hmm. I think that they think, okay, at the end, shorty with the short hair, I feel like it's too easy. No, 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 no. Finley, the blonde? The the mixed girl. The Hispanic one. Oh, yeah. That was with the, the, that was like leaving her. Yes, yes. Like dad was a pharmaceutical, whatever. Like mastermind guy. I was trying to figure out, he in the cartel? Like what they try to tell us? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I feel like it's too easy. For her to be getting on the plane 
to meet Finley because I feel like that's what we as the audience are like, oh, she's going to go meet who she really loves and it's Finley. But I feel like they're going to drag it out. If the writing yeah. is good, they're going to drag it out and let her go meet her actual fiance. Talk it out properly. And then it's, she's going to come back around to Finley. It's going to be way more messy. Because if she just get on the plane straight to Finley and like the whole thing just is messy that, like that fast, then it's just you missed the opportunity. You gave it to us too crazy. You know what I'm saying? Then what yeah. was this fucking Build the tension. Build the tension. Yeah. And, and um, I hope they don't try to do Bet and Tina because, you know, we're already getting the fuck away from each other. Yeah. I mean, that's not. You know what I do wish, though, because they they really played Max in the original series. We don't need justice for Max. Justice for fucking Max. And where is Max's baby? Where's Max? Where's Max's baby? I need to know. I need a follow up. I need I need to revisit that with like a better lace wig. Better lace beard because that was a beard. So they traded the the lace, the lace armpits. They took the beard from Max and put it on Finley's armpits. That's what it is. It's repurposed. It's Max's (laughs) beard repurposed. Oh my God. The fucking budget. They really just, they had to repurpose it. I'm sad. Who is, but actually that's one, one other problem that I have. And I feel terrible that I don't know their name. Because I haven't watched it since it was like actually on air, but mm-hmm. the trans man character, the Asian guy, that's I, in the house that lives I with feel him. like I only know his name in real life, and his name might be Leo, but I don't know his name on the show. Yes, or maybe his name is Leo on the show. Maybe his name's one of them. Show or real name is Leo. So, where the fuck is his storyline? Because they, it, it almost felt like they were just like, here we have a trans man, guys, Look and you that. know what? And they did and the give same. Him nothing. They did the same dynamic almost as with Max, where Max was trans and ended up with a man. Mm. And now he's a a queer trans man as well. So I'm wondering if they were trying to like parallel in a weird way. I just also wish they would give him more of a storyline as to like who he is and like how does he get to know him? Why? How do we get to know him outside of his relationships? We only know him for his sexual encounters at this point. That's it. We know he's on like Grinder, and that's about it. Like you're like a trans dude professor. Like I want to know about your life, right? And like his mom, I think his mom, whatever. I just wanted more from that, and I hope they do that instead of being like, okay, let's have all of our token characters and check those off the list. Like give it real attention and care, right? You know, we should do watch. Oh, we should do, we should literally try to do like some type of streaming watch party together. That would be have Edward hire us, pay us. You know, what, after we just party. hella dissected, we just. <laughs> you know what though? That this this is a public piece of art. We are allowed to have opinions and allowed to critique it if there's something worth critiquing. Okay, I believe that. But Edward, you hear this? At least we're talking about it. <laughs> offering our services yes and we have been on the internet about it you know what i'm saying like hire us to do the i'll I'll do shit we could do it i would love to do that that would be fun i know they do those things so yay thank you so much this was amazing i'll text you friend all right bye bye thanks so much for tuning into she her they 
Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube for video from this episode. Join us at SheHerThey on Instagram. And if you want to give me a lurk, you can find me across all social media at I am Kittens. Yes, that's like baby cats with an S at the end. We'll catch you next time.